Welcome to Laughter for All. It's the podcast with comedian Nazareth. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Laughter for All podcast. Uh, I am comedian Nazareth. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, you know, first of all, I want to thank you guys for making us number 56 on the top comedy podcast on uh, Apple uh, Podcast, iTunes. So we thank you for that. Uh, and as you know, we, we sometimes have comedians come on the show, lots of comedians. And to keep the name laughter for all, but also since the pandemic, we've been inviting people who are really can help you, can give you some wisdom and advice uh, that will really help you during the pandemic and in your entire life. And today is no exception. I just asked a good friend of mine, and I don't know why those ear pods are just popping right now. Uh, so maybe I will use the computer ones. And instead of having to worry about the podcast, so we don't need. So, all right. Uh, so my guest is uh, Mr. David Marcin. He is assist taxpayers and small businesses with taxes in Los Angeles and the surrounding communities. Whether you are an individual or a local business or around uh, Los Angeles, David has years of valuable experience as an IRS registered tax preparer. Also, he works with my good friend, Phil Laboratory. He's also the son-in-law of Phil Laboratory, which doesn't add anything to his tax experience. It just, uh, it just keeps, uh, key, you know, keeps him out of trouble. So, uh, David, welcome to this show. How are you, brother? Yeah, it's great to be on, my friend. Great to see you. Uh, let me let me ask you this. I gotta say this: your wedding, you and Lisa's wedding, was the best wedding, the most <laughs> elegant wedding I've ever been to. We well, loved you it. Know, part of that was you. You were our featured comedian, so thank you for for keeping everyone in, entertained and laughing. But yeah, absolutely, it was the, it was the right, most beautiful right. event of my life. And uh, I wanted to ask you: you were born in Romania, right? Actually, my parents uh, were. Uh, I was born uh, stateside. I get. I got to meet your dad, Yusef, and uh, you know right. he's with the Lord. He early this year. What was it like? What was it like for like? What? How old was he when he came to yeah, the country? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, huge life story. You know, in our family, my uh, my father uh, and mother came uh, to the U.S. with my nine brothers. And uh, it was just uh, a, a world of uh, apart from where we are today in terms of freedom, in terms of economic opportunity, uh, being in a, a fully uh, controlled communist uh, country that uh, basically told you, you know, what, how much money you could make, what, what type of car you could drive, uh, what you could buy at the store, it controlled every aspect of their life to fully embrace uh, freedom and liberty in, in the America. So my, my father was, a, a, he loved uh, America, just uh, loved our country. And uh, as you know, uh, Naz, he's, uh, he passed away last year. I know. So you know. now that means when he came in here, no kids? Uh, no, no, he had, a, we had uh, my nine brothers. My nine brothers were born there. But you, you were not born there either. No, I wasn't. I was born on, uh, in, the, in uh, Orange County. Yeah. So you're number 10, right? I'm number 10, boy number 10. Wow, what is it like having 10 siblings and you're the only citizen legal? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, very, it's very competitive, I'll tell you that, absolutely. And and you graduated from USC. I mean, that's, that's right. a great school, private school. Absolutely. And, uh, so how was that trajectory in your life? Or like, how did you, from, yeah. from being the 10th in the family? Right. And... Uh, I mean, the, I just had, a, you know, I have an awesome family and support system growing up. So uh, we just grew up with a, a nurturing, loving. And, you know, my dad always told me, you got to learn, son. You got to educate. You got to you got to do a lot better than I did was, was his philosophy. So. Uh, he definitely uh, stressed that as as one of our uh, you know life goals for sure. So yeah, he he definitely emphasized education. And uh, early on, I, I saw the value of of what uh, a, you know the world of accounting and specifically tax accounting can 
provide for people. So absolutely, it was a, a game changer from the beginning. So, I mean, every time I met you, ever since I met you, you're always smiling. You're always in a great mood. You're always happy. Uh, <laughs> what is your secret? I mean, you're working with, you're an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I listen to your, your comedy now. That's the secret. <laughs> no, absolutely. You know, the, the joy uh, that God gives us in life is what, you know, propels me, you know, personally. And uh, just to look at the positive upside of everything, uh, given, you know, uh, my family history and everything that we've been to, every day is an absolute blessing, an absolute gift from God. So to be on this earth, healthy, breathing, uh, you know, even my wife, uh, who you uh, know and love, Lisa, Lisa. Uh, uh, we were just reflecting on the past year of the pandemic and, you know, all the negative headlines. And throughout all of that, we just saw God's hand of blessing uh, that was on us. And we we have a son now, you know. You, I know. You uh, Prince William. Those. I love that kid. <laughs> Sir William, yeah, you got to see. And uh, you, we, we bought our home and uh, Lisa's teaching at Chapman. And so... God is in the business of, of blessing. And so we, we got to be a part of and see that in the midst of a, a year that many consider, you know, just a, a, a bum year, you know. So in, in, in one year, your wife got her PhD. Right. You bought a house and you had a baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's amazing. You know, bad, uh, right? <laughs> what was it like, the feeling? Like you have nine siblings. Yeah, you just had your. How many babies are you planning on having? <laughs> Not nine, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, if we could do four, if we could have a total of four, and maybe even adopt it, you know, because that's oh. a big need too. So, uh, whatever God wants is always my go-to answer. But uh, definitely, we love uh, we love our, our our little William. So to see another one or two, uh, you know, come about would be amazing. What is it like, right? You have a first baby. Everyone knows the first baby because those are the memories you're, you won't remember number two and number three and number four <laughs> things, but you remember everything about number one, number, number one. one baby. No, but how is that with right now you have tax season, right? You just finished with corporate yesterday. So thank you for even taking the time. This is crazy yeah. time, but I wanted to get you on the show while people are still filing their taxes so sure. they can benefit from what you're doing. But what is it like not being, you know, how many hours do you work during this tax season? Yeah, so it's definitely a crazy work week. Usually it's 80-hour weeks, you know, and we also work Saturdays. Last week, we also had to uh, work Sundays um, just to, you know, meet the demand. You know, there never before has uh, taxes been such a huge part of how people live and deal in this pandemic. So, yeah, we how got... How is that? Yeah. How is that? How is that? What have changed tax-wise because of the pandemic? Yeah, so, you know, in large part, NAS, uh, you know, the, the pandemic largely uh, was implemented through, uh, you know, the, the way the, the government wanting to help people and reaching people, uh, the, the tangible way they did that was through the IRS, which is like the only, you know, the tangible connection people have to the federal government. And so uh, all the laws, the CARES Act, America First Act, which just passed last week, all of them were processed, were, were uh, you know, delivered through the IRS. So the IRS became the custodian of helping people, uh, in addition to the SBA, which is a little bit uh, different aspect with, uh, with businesses. But IRS was the primary vehicle that people interacted with. Uh, you know, the IRS in order to get their stimulus checks, to get, you know, different benefits. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, for that reason, we as CPAs had to take on that whole capacity of translating what the IRS was saying and what you need to do to, you know, actually, you know, giving people, you know, tangible help and assistance in navigating through that. So for an, uh, what do you call it, for uh, an individual, what... What has that you know? What has IRS done different that will help an individual individual who's listening right now, a single person maybe, or a or a family? Uh, 
yeah, couple. Absolutely. So uh, I, I know everyone's heard of the stimulus and the stimulus has been a big part of, um, you know, uh, people's conversations and need to file taxes. So that's definitely one uh, of the tangible uh, things. And just to touch on the bit of the details of that, there was so far three rounds of stimuluses that were passed. Uh, there was one last year, the initial one of 1200 per individual, right. then you had 600, which was delivered at the end of the year, um, kind of showed up in people's accounts in early January. And then now we have the third one uh, for $1,400 per individual. And that's is that, did that, is that coming? It didn't, yeah, it's, not, it's already showing up. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's already it's, been, been released. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's showing up for some people now. Now I just to emphasize that money that people are getting, they don't have to pay taxes on it, right? Correct. So it's, that's not a taxable event. Uh, it's treated like a, a rebate or, you know, uh, you know, something that you, you got as a credit. So it's definitely not. And one of the things I want to highlight Naz, uh, and related to that, I hear so many times, you know, some clients, oh, I never got my stimulus. Right. You know, I never, uh, I, I think I'm supposed to get it, but I didn't get it. And 2020 is actually the year that lays the baseline in terms of whether you, you can receive those funds or not. So 2020 is the year that says to the IRS, communicates to them and says, I was eligible because I qualified. So we actually have been using, and the IRS has designed the 2020 tax return to uh, capture any missed stimulus. So you could actually, on your 2020 filing, designate you know, that you did not receive round one, you didn't receive round two, and you'll get it in the form of a larger refund this year. Oh, you will get it, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. So, now, what what about uh, what do you call it? It's are people who file taxes already? Are they gonna? Are there gonna be any delays in getting their refunds because of what's going on with the COVID? As far as uh, we can tell, you know, I, I recommend people file an e-file when they file rather than filing with paper. And you know, most of everyone's filing, you know, e-file anyway. But right. um, I don't foresee there being any issues. That I mean, that's not been communicated in any way that we should expect any delays in processing. So yeah, as far as I know, everything is going smoothly on the electronic side of things. You know, the IRS was really caught off guard with the with COVID last year, they were really unprepared. I mean, they have some computer systems going back to like John F. Kennedy days, <laughs> you know, with the punch cards and everything. And you know, they're like, rubber band together and stuff. And you know, you know, no capacity for having people work at home or any of that stuff. So uh, earlier this year, we got a notification that they were still processing close to 10 million tax returns from last year. So they were really, you know, behind. So that's why they even, you know, delayed the start to the tax season this year uh, for that reason. Just to Oh, they it delayed it to when? Instead uh, of April 15th? Oh, no, no. Uh, April 15th is still the deadline. The start of the season, though, they wouldn't start accepting any returns uh, until February uh, 15th. So I see. Yeah. See that. Now, uh, here's a question just like off the hook. And if you see me looking at my phone is I'm trying to end, uh, to read the questions that people Absolutely. have. Yeah. Uh, people keep saying if you buy an electric car, you get that much in uh, rebates. And explain that to me. If someone yeah. wants to buy an electric, like a Tesla. For Absolutely. Example. Yeah. So the way the uh, electric uh, vehicle, it's called a plug-in credit uh, on the IRS. So uh, in order to access that credit, so many credits were given to each manufacturer. So Tesla got, you know, so many credits. Um, you know, Hyundai and Ford and Mercedes and all, all of the car manufacturers that are now creating plug-in vehicles got credits. So um, they're all searchable. So, you know, in any car dealer you would deal with, that's one of their main selling points is, you know, you're going to get a tax credit. So a lot of them are eligible for the tax credits. Uh, you just have to search the type of car you have, the year, and as long as it's a new car, you're not buying it used, you would be able to claim that credit on your tax return. And with that, it would increase your refund by that amount. Um, okay. So you're going to get an increase your refund. Correct. 
And if you if you have a lot, you don't have a lot of deductibles, and this will go towards the deductible. But it's not like someone gonna hand you a check when you walk into the car dealer or right. or, or remove it off the top. They're not it's <laughs> exactly. Tax Exactly. And Tesla has used up all of them. I mean, they're the number one plug-in uh, electric car. So uh, you, if you buy a Tesla, there's no more credits on those. Oh, that's good to know. Did you hear that, people? If you bought a Tesla, you're not getting any tax credit anymore. Yeah. So as of, uh, as of the end of the year um, in, uh, in 2019, uh, there's no more. Uh, so for 2020 tax year, there's no more tax credits. And we had a number of clients just buying them just so that they could, you know, uh, oh. make, uh, you know, make do with that credit that they were getting. So yeah, it, it was a nice incentive while it lasted, but it's pretty much gone for Tesla at this point. Wow. People are saying you are the smiling accountant. They love that. <laughs> I need a royal and honest, if you're interested, DM with your cash app or PayPal. What? Someone, uh, uh, let's see, you still haven't, wife still hasn't received any stimulus funds. I haven't received the second or the third one. I thought there would be a credit somewhere on the 2020 tax return to claim those as a refund, but there isn't one mm -hmm. from Mark Warwick. Yeah, so Mark, it, it might be just the tax software you're using. But yeah, it is a part of the new tax law. Uh, and the IRS, you know, to their credit, they're scrambling because even now there's a number of other changes that came into effect, even with the other tax uh, law that was just passed uh, this last week. It's called America's First. For anyone that was on unemployment, one of the big breaks that came through that tax bill is the first $10,200 of unemployment uh, received in 2020 is not taxable as long as your income is below $150,000 total income. Well, that's great. So that's, I... yeah, that's a new, a new, new thing uh, that was just released this last week. Yeah. See, I've never ever filed for unemployment. I don't know why, but that's it. I have a question for you. Uh, I know where you stand with the Lord. You're a wonderful Christian man. Do you think it is biblical to try to avoid paying higher taxes? Great question. I, I, I get that question quite a bit. Um, you know, Jesus in his uh, wisdom, and, and I think we all, um, you know, caught on to was, you know, he was asked if it's even uh, right to pay taxes, period. And he asked for that coin and they said, you know, who's, um, you know, whose image is this? And he says, Caesar. So he said, you give to Caesar what's Caesar's and you give to God what's God. That being said, the more we can give to God and the less to, uh, the more you can give to God and less to Caesar, you know, that you're actually benefiting uh, with charitable contributions. The IRS code, uh, you know, has means and ways that uh, are lawful for you to reduce your tax bill. So to the extent that you are wise in the application and, and understanding of the tax law so that you could pay a tax, a lower tax bill, that's perfectly lawful and fine to do. And it, it's actually, um, you know, a, a, you get rewarded for it at the same time. So, um, you know, we, we uh, famously say, um, you know, there was a, a judge, a, appellate judge that uh, was judging court cases related to taxes. And he said, there's two types of tax law. The tax law for the um, tax law for those uh, that know the law and tax law for those that don't know the law. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Okay, here's a question from uh, Javier. What's the best way to contact the IRS if you haven't received your refund after 21 days? Yeah, so we've seen that quite a bit. Uh, in terms of the overall refund, um, you know, the IRS phones are famously jammed. You know, you could, you'll call and they say, you know, it's too many calls and, um, and it's really unfortunate. Uh, we offer our clients the um, ability to have us call for them on their behalf. So I'd recommend you have a tax professional that can do that for you because they have a practitioner priority line and they kind of get priority access to the IRS. 
that's uh, not not a widely known uh, tidbit there. But yeah, tax practitioners have a faster way to communicate with the IRS. So that'd be my recommendation. You know, don't do uh, you know let someone else do that work for you and focus on on earning and and creating your you know your financial future. No, uh, this is a perfect time, and I know I. You are my witness. I don't make a penny off Phil Laboratory, but uh, you work for Phil Laboratory CPA. And I was really, this is my first year, even though I've been friends with you guys forever. Yeah. Uh, first year, I was so impressed with the, how fast, how organized, and the amount of refund I was getting. I mean, really, I did not expect to get any money back this year because I didn't have all the travel, the airlines, all the hotels, all the other expenses on the road, and I wasn't expecting anything. And right. boom, you got me more than when I paid you guys, which to <laughs> me, I was very happy. <laughs> Plus, you helped with the PPP, which was really yeah. great. And uh, so, Mike, here's a question uh, from... Uh, what do you call it? it? Comes from Carmela. I said I've never filed 2019 taxes. I will do my 2020 taxes. Will I still get all stimulus checks in 2020 and 2021? That's uh, as far as we know. That's the way to do it because the baseline for figuring out if you even qualify for the stimulus is the 2020 tax year filing. And I also wanted to add. There's also a California stimulus that's going to be coming out in ads. So um, that's a, a new one. It's a, a lot lower threshold um, in terms of qualifying for it. But I think as long as the combined income for a family is uh, less than $75,000, it would qualify. And then for an individual, um, I'll get the amount. I don't want to say the wrong amount. But uh, it, I think it was below $30,000 for sure. Um, there's a California stimulus that would be based off of the 2020 filing as well. So I definitely recommend um, getting that filing in for sure. All right, let's see. Uh, how do I know I, if I have to file a tax return? And because I have two kids, 122, 120, right. and the other people who really didn't make money this year, or some people only had unemployment, should who should file taxes? How do I know if I have to file a tax return? Yeah, that's a great question. So in terms of, uh, of I mean, what's called a filing requirement, do I have a filing requirement? You know, so usually as long as uh, for federal tax purposes, um, if your income is less than um, $12,200, you typically don't have a requirement. For California, it's a lower threshold. It's um, just over $4,000. So if you make more than $4,000, you should file a return. Really? California anyway, yeah. For California? So, yeah, exactly. Huh. Um, wow. So usually if you have 4000 or more dollars, that would be kind of the threshold to qualify, I mean, to need to file just so that you can demonstrate uh, to California. And yeah, I mean, California, they're, they're a little aggressive, Naz, I, and I think you know that too, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of their taxing authority. Uh, I have uh, clients that come in that haven't filed for years. And, I, and not the IRS, but uh, Franchise Tax Force, that's the California agency, they'll say, yeah. oh, really, you haven't filed? We'll, we'll file for you. And by the way, you owe us $8,000 each year. And uh, we're going to start collecting what we can just so that, you know, we keep you true to, uh, to filing, you know, your taxes. So How sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have that happen all the time, you know. So, um I do recommend, you know, if you don't have a filing requirement, I, I don't think you should have anything to worry about. But, you know, just be mindful of California is the, is the bottom line. So if you live in California, people, and you make over 4000 which nowadays you don't, most likely. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you need to file. You need, or else, uh, you know, the franchise tax board will come after you and i know you guys for laboratory irs problem solver you guys can help someone who's been hit by that absolutely absolutely okay yeah. uh a question somebody asked they said they have their individuals or their married couple and they have dental work done this year uh do they claim that on their taxes yeah so uh the way medical out-of-pocket medical expenses work 
and especially dental, you know, you can't really get insured for dental anymore besides your regular cleaning and things like that. You know, major dental work is, you know, substantially out of pocket. So the way that works is uh, it's, as long as you itemize your deduction, it potentially could be included as a deduction on, you know, as a medical deduction. It just has to exceed a pretty high threshold. It has to exceed um, the calculation is 7.5% of your AGI, your adjusted gross income. So as long as those costs exceed 7.5% of that threshold, all I recommend is just input it, put it, the calculator will, you know, will, will we'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what things people don't know about that they can claim in their taxes as a deduction? Yeah, you know, uh, you one one a... uh, one commonly overlooked one now that I would say is the health savings account. Uh, you know, which is a really nice break for anyone that has medical expenses on an ongoing basis. So, uh, you know, the, you basically put pre-tax dollars, so money that has not been taxed, into an account that you could use for medical expenses, glasses, dental. Um, therapeutic massages, uh, oh. you know, chiropractic, all of those things. And so you basically get a debit card and you use that debit card to pay all of those, you know, the CVS pharmacy and everything else. Wait, so wait, wait, this is, this is powerful. Okay. So you open any account or it's, it's called a health it, savings it's account? It's called an HSA account. Yeah. And where do you open that? Where? Um, you could do, there's so many providers, uh, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, um, Maybe your oh. bank even has one. Yeah, and it's called an HSA account, and HSA it doesn't. Account. Okay, and it doesn't. But you have to use every penny you put in there for health uh, for reason, medical purposes. Yeah. For medical purposes, glasses, dental, uh, and anyone can do it. You don't have to be Absolutely. a company. And it's nice because you get a tax break for whatever amount you contribute into the account. And there's limits. I think for a family, you could contribute up to like seventy-two hundred dollars. But you get seventy-two hundred of tax-free money to pay all your co-pays, you know, all of those things, all any out-of-pocket. Costs. But you can't put your monthly payment to the insurance, like Blue Shield or Blue Cross. You can't put that in the HSA. It's account. not for premiums, right? So it's just it's not for premium. Yeah, it's oh, awesome. That's that's a good point. I mean, yeah. I just benefited from that myself. Yeah, and oh. what's nice is that money grows with the investment, you know, uh, tax-free, and upon retirement, it's also free. So it's a nice, uh, commonly overlooked, you know, low-hanging fruit in terms of tax break, especially if you have recurring medical expenses like massages. What if you're paying credit cards? Let's say you have a credit card and you finish the year and you're paying for it from the next year. Mm-hmm. Is that deductible? Or, or no? Um, so you paid for medical out of credit cards? No, or? not medical, just regular. Let's say oh, you have... A, oh, I see. So you just paid down your credit card bill. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, um, you know, like any good CPA will tell you, Naz, is it depends. So it depends on what those credit card charges were related to. And those charges specifically could potentially be deductible. Um, you know, it just depends on what was personal versus what was uh, for use that is deductible under the tax law. But I mean, I, as you know, at our at IRS problem solvers, um, we like to see all the data and then from that point, look at what is applicable because many times deductions are overlooked. So it's a very common, common thing to happen, you know, that you just don't know it was deductible. So. Uh, another great reason why you want someone in your corner uh, that's going to know how to, uh, you know, how things apply in different circumstances. Now, uh, if someone didn't file by April 15th, they didn't have time. When, what do they have to file an extension? Or mm-hmm. uh, I mean, someone who has no clue about that, they go to HNR block. Uh, right. Is HNR still uh, hemorrhoid and restoration block? <laughs> what, are they still in business? <laughs> I think they're still around the block somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere they take you around the block for a while. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, I, so you can you can file an extension. Absolutely. So you can uh, download it online or something. Yeah. So just to clarify, an extension just gives you more time to file. 
so that you're meeting, you know, your statutory uh, due date. So it gives you an additional six months to file. So instead of filing on April 15th, you now have the ability to file by October 15th. However, mm -hmm. if you are not in a position where you're going to be owing the IRS or, you know, California any money, you technically don't have to extend because your tax liability is zero and mm -hmm. you're on the, you're on the receiving end. So when it, it, it you know, it, it doesn't cut both ways. So, you know, if, if you owe them money, it's a problem. If they owe you money, it's not a problem. Oh, problem. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Let's see. Let me see if any questions I got. I guess it's like, okay. Uh, it's around the block. Okay. This is okay. Let me ask you a question from me. Uh, what you know this year like if you if you apply for a job or you hire someone you have to fill a w4 right, right. and the old w4 was you put single married single hates his wife wife doesn't <laughs> like her husband but wants to file jointly to save money but it, and then you put the number of dependent and you can lie in your dad's case he can put 12 god god <laughs> and bless he's telling the truth <laughs> and he's telling the truth but some people used to put like you used to put five six seven just so you right. don't have to to get deduction now sure. that form was changed this year oh my goodness it's a nightmare is it yeah. yeah i mean it's basically you basically have to do your tax return again on that form uh, <laughs> in, in order to you know determine what level and you know the problem i find is like trying to customize it you know in terms of how much you're actually going to withhold so um, the um, nice thing I found is uh, some payroll processors still offer the calculation off of the old methodology. So depending on who's doing your payroll, um, you know, or you could ask in your payroll department, you could still use the old form. They might still be able to do that. Mm. So there's a difference between head of household and a married couple married. There is. Yeah, there's, there's different tax brackets for both cases. Yeah, exactly. So head of household means you're the you pay you're for everything. Like a single parent, or uh, you know, basically you're you're in, you know, it's not you're not married, but you do have a dependent. Shoot, I put that in my one of the things that I, for my own comedy crusade uh, to receive, I put head of household. I'm not the head of household. We're all equal <laughs> in the sight of God. Um, Let's see how do I know what tax form should, should I take the standard deductions or itemize? What do you think? Some people like, ah, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it depends. Um, you know, if you're a, a giver, you know, you, you love uh, to sponsor and, and uh, you know, support causes, there might be a, a good chance you might be able to, um, to itemize. Um, but the, Standard deduction now is $12,400. So it just depends, you know. Right. Here's a question. What if I lost a W-2 of 2019? How can I get another one? Yeah. A uh, common problem. Uh, the uh, surefire way to do that, uh, the IRS has a system called the transcript system. So what you can do is go to the IRS and request what's called your 2019 wage and income transcript. And it basically will pull everything that was reported under your social security number for that tax year. And you can find your missed W-2 there. And you can do that online? Yep. And how many years would that take to get it from the IRS? <laughs> it depends. But yeah, we do that for clients. Uh, you know, especially those that, you know, they, they move, they were in a, you know, divorce or, you know, their, their husband had a snoring problem and it caused the wife to be delirious. <laughs> that, that's still my wife's favorite one because she relates to it the most, you know, the pillow fight gone wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, by the way, I want to tell you people while you're watching and listening that, um, Whatever is shared here, the answers have nothing to do with laughter for all podcasts. And we're not responsible for you when you file and say, hey, I heard that on the podcast. What we're doing is just giving you suggestions and advice. It's up to you to if you want to make sure you have 
questions that you need, you can go to your tax preparer or go to Phil Laboratory CPA and do that. I have a question from Sarah. It says, I know that many small businesses have had a lot of trouble this past year. What advice would you have for small businesses? Absolutely. So yeah, we've seen that, you know, uh, in reality as well. Um, so basically, uh, a lot of the programs that are out there uh, to help small businesses, uh, I would say just make sure you're taking advantage of every single one. Uh, and don't hesitate uh, or don't feel guilty or, um, you know, any condemnation when it comes to those things, because they're there to help you. Uh, like there. what example, what kind of stuff? Like so um, there was, uh, the SBA has a number of programs. So, you know, the CARES Act that was passed last year was intended largely for small businesses. So there's the PPP loan, which is supposed to help with uh, payroll, but it also helps if you just have what's called a sole proprietorship and you receive uh, not W-2 income, but, you know, uh, income from sales or from a contract. Um, so it does help in that regard. Um, there's also a California grant that is now fully funded. Uh, and I know they've been in funding small businesses. I, I did see a number of clients that had their cities had business, small, small business mm. grants. So their cities uh, took the initiative to be proactive and to provide some assistance for them. So there's a lot out there. I, I, I don't know all of them. I know the major ones, you know, at the federal and state level, but there's lo even local programs um, that are there for helping people. Re remember last year they had the EIDL and uh, right. they gave each one 2000 per employer. So is this, this happened again in 2020 or 2021? Oh, so it happened in a different way. Uh, it uh, The EIDL is still there. So you could, there was two parts of the EIDL. You could, get a grant for every employee that you have as a business. And then mm -hmm. secondly, you were given a low interest loan with like a 30 year payback term. Um, what's happened this year is they've done what are called targeted EIDL grants because the maximum EIDL grant was $10,000. So as long as you're in what's called the economic impact zone, economic development zone, um, you were able to receive that full $10,000 as a non-taxable grant. If you have five employees, right? If, no, if you have it, it, one or more. Really? That's so even if you received the first one, the EID? If you, yeah. So if you received, say you received 2000 uh -oh. I lost your round. sound. Oh, I lost the sound. I don't know what happened. Is it still there? Okay. Let's see. Hello. Okay. Can you hear me? I uh, all right. I can't hear David. Let's see. My bad. Uh, okay. Here we are. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, the, now for let's say someone start a a business. For example, like you know, hey, they they can cater from their home. Sure. Uh, should they go open a business account, go apply for all these, you know, for EIN number and do all that? Or how, how, how much money do you have to make a year before you can get to that level or to do it? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of these programs were designed to help existing businesses. So as long as you're in business, you know, by, um, you know, sometime in uh, late 2019, early 2020, you would be able to, you know, uh, participate in them uh, in terms of the grant. So there are some conditions, you know, that it probably would have been a business that was in existence at the time. No, but I mean, right now, let someone starting a business yesterday. How much, what, how much income should they be getting before they start calling themselves a business and filing as a business? Sure, sure. So yeah, it just depends, um, you know, because each uh, step you take will either um, create efficiencies or, you know, potentially higher costs. So, you know, we just say if as long as things are simple and, and they're simple tax, you know, and I refer to that simplicity being affecting their taxes. So as long as they're simple up to like a twenty, thirty thousand dollar revenue, you know, uh, range, 
uh, you're probably okay doing things at like an individual level. Beyond that, you probably would want to consider incorporation, creating a corporation, creating an LLC, and getting formally set up so that you can take advantage of everything that uh, is offered through that. It also reduces any you know, audit exposure and, and that sort of thing uh, when you do that at that income rate. Okay, let's see if there's other questions. I do have, uh, okay, uh, Carmel said, what if you receive a workman comp settlement in 2020, 2020? Do I have to put that in my taxes? Mm -hmm. Usually workers' comp settlements are not taxable. So, um, you know, because anything related to physical injury is usually not taxable. Okay, let's see. Uh, question. Uh, comedians. There's a lot of comedians who watch the show. Uh, some of them are, you know, like me, some are S corporation. They don't get a salary. Uh, they just call it, take money. Some people are just, you know what, they, they never paid taxes because their income wasn't enough to, you know, and they had a lot of expenses and stuff. Can those still apply for a PPP and get some anything? Yeah, so the uh, new PPP rules, um, you know, that's a great question, has uh, basically made it that it was be determined based off of your gross income item, uh, not your bottom line. So as long as you had income, uh, it would, that income number, that top line number would be the, the number that the calculation was based off of, not the bottom line number. So even though you had expenses, as long as you're as generating income in that capacity you can qualify and be underwritten on that number okay so uh what if you're a comedian or some entertainer and you have uh okay so you have this uh, little corporation or s corporation or whatever but also you have your individual income mm -hmm. do you apply twice to the ppp do you apply for your business and you apply for yourself mm -hmm. Yeah, so typically it's limited to one per person. So uh, it just depends on how you're set up because I know that was a little bit of an issue for people, you know, became an issue for people navigating around. So I would recommend whatever, you know, provides you the maximum assistance would, would be the way to go. Mm. So pick the one that will give you the maximum Absolutely. and apply for that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Other questions I have. Biden is increasing the, what expected to be even bigger costing as much as for turn. Won't rely on just government debt or finance. Okay. He, they said that they're increasing the taxes on corporation and also on individuals making over what? 400,000? What they, is that? They, they like that number recently. So 400,000 has been kind of the, the number to, to uh, look at. So yeah, there is a discussion underway right now that is looking at paying for all of the stimulus and all of the money that has been, you know, basically doled out in this period. And so in order to basically fund that over the 10 year period, uh, we're potentially looking at higher corporate tax rates and higher tax uh, you know, increases. Uh, and I think it's the highest put, uh, proposed increase since uh, 1993. So in a, so for a long time, uh, we're, we haven't probably seen taxes that are going to go up to that amount. So um, yeah, definitely something we're going to be working to see how to address in the best way possible. So what can you do as a business owner or a business uh, CEO to, to do to, to help you Mm -hmm. This year, any new tax credits, anything new that's yeah. coming up this year? Yeah, absolutely. So there was, um, there was something called an employee retention credit. So basically the way that works is if you were impacted by COVID and you were hiring people and keeping them employed, um, and if you had to pay someone, uh, even though they were out on leave because of COVID, you're getting a credit for that. So uh, it's a maximum of, I think, $500 a day for a, to a p potential of up to $10,000. So oh. it's a pretty significant credit. So uh, it does work through the payroll process. But yeah, that is something to help. And that was one thing that was extended as well. 
it, if you're if you have a business like a corporation or something, you're an individual or something or just a small company, and you buy a car for yourself. Yeah. Should you lease it? Should you buy it? Should you yeah. put it in the name of the business? What's the right. best way? Great question. So the one that uh, of all those options, the one that would give you the most potential tax break would be any ownership relationship to the car. So as long as it's financed and you put a dollar down, but you're on the hook for the next 72 months or whatever the case may be, you can fully deduct the full value of that car on the taxes for that. In the on the first year you bought it. Correct. Correct. The full amount. The full amount. So do you, do you recommend that people buy the car or lease it then? Uh, it depends. Yeah. So if they need the deduction, the purchase would make more sense. Okay. Um, and then uh, make it for 72 months instead of a 60 months or is that... whatever, whatever the case is. Yeah. Whatever I mean, the case yeah, is. I, and usually we are, we advise whatever gives you the most favorable financing terms. And how do you know that? I mean, do you, what price cars should you get that will give you the best benefit? Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on your overall tax picture because, you know, if, if you have, if you buy a $60,000 car, but your income was only $10,000. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, have to pay taxes for six years. <laughs> so, you know, you, it, it just, whatever makes sense. So yeah, it, it should be, you know, you probably should, you know, have a discussion with us before you do that. So we can, you know, kind of give you an idea of how to best treat it going forward. All right. For someone who have, Ten, nine siblings, parents are immigrants from Romania, love this country. Uh, you can, how did you come to know Jesus as your yeah. Lord and Savior? Uh, I was eight years old at a uh, summer camp that uh, my brothers and I went to. And um, as soon as they made that call, I just knew in my heart I needed to, uh, to stand up and, and make that public uh, declaration and I was a tear streaming down my face and uh, you know my my brothers came and you know circled all around me and just it was a beautiful moment I still remember being eight years old that at summer camp in uh, in August yeah in California in California yeah and you haven't you know had like this other teenage moment or <laughs> you just stayed the course yeah, absolutely. So it, it was uh, it was a life. I, I recognized the um, the gravity of that moment. Yeah, and I, you know, glory to God. I, I you know, I, I really took it to heart. So I, I mean, by all you know means, I was raised in a godly home with loving parents and a family that just encouraged um, my spiritual development. But uh, yeah, it was for it was for for an ever choice. You know. Uh... I wanted you. I want you to encourage the people as a as a Christian man, yeah. uh, not just as an accountant or a CPA. Mm -hmm. Just encourage the people here before I close and talk about Phil Laboratories CPA. Sure. But, but go ahead, just give people some encouragement from your sure. work. Absolutely. So you know, our uh, our life is uh, in God's hands. Uh, our steps have been ordered, and um, our by design. God looks uh, for us to be looking to him as the source and giver of all life uh, and of everything. And um, I got the privilege to go to uh, Israel Nas a couple of years ago. And uh, one thing I, that I really took away from that experience was uh, we were in the place where Jesus had his Sermon on the Mount. And um, Jesus uh, in, in that, uh, you know, first of many uh, times he, he spoke uh, to people, said, uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I never really understood what that meant, uh, to be poor in spirit, you know, because poor is not something you associate with necessarily being something very good. But poor in spirit means that you are so utterly reliant, so utterly dependent on God for for everything that you need in life, that there is like, like a beggar on the street. That's how you are when it comes to needing God in every area of your life, finances, in your family, in your health. Uh, you, we really need God 
And I see that now more than ever before. There's never been an, more of a time where we need God more uh, than ever before in our society, in our country, uh, in our in our families, and, and in our finances. So um, I, I wanted to just encourage people with rely on God. He is there uh, 24-7. Uh, his mercies are new every morning. There is no condemnation. Uh, his love is endless, and he just desires for us to experience uh, the depth of his love in, in new ways every day. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was that was deep. Awesome. Well, guys, if you if you need to file your taxes and you find out you owe a lot, just get married and find uh, <laughs> file the, or, or or find a house and become go on top of the house and say I'm the head of the household and you can qualify. But uh, if you need really if you have problems with the IRS, I cannot. I say this as a friend of uh, Phil and David Phil Laboratory CPA. They really, really can help you because they have, what, four tax agents that used to work for the IRS now work for them. Absolutely. How many employees do you guys have? Uh, we have 31 now. 31 accountants. So this is a high-functioning, fast-moving. I went in there, and within like 15, 20 minutes, they were done with my taxes. They did everything, and boom, they said, hey, you're getting that much a refund. I want to encourage you, if you haven't filed, if you need to look at them, call Phil Laboratory CPA. The, what's the phone number, David? 8776-SOLVER. Uh, 8776-SOLVER. 8776-SOLVER. S-O-L-V-E-R. And, and stopirspain.com. Stopirspain.com. Uh, stop Stopirspain.com. And tell them, hey, I, I heard Nazareth and David on the Laughter for All podcast. And I just have, uh, I, and they said I can get a discount. And, <laughs> and so uh, how can you help me? I really encourage you to joke. do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I know. And uh, yeah, because I, as I said, I was in a relationship with another tax accountant uh, for almost 34 years. He did my taxes. And when I went to you guys, I felt so vulnerable because I was like, this is a friend for years that I'm going to date now. And then they have to see me without my, with numbers, my naked numbers. And I felt uncomfortable, but praise God, you guys were so good and so wonderful. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, David, for taking the time. Enjoy that Prince William, your yeah. beautiful baby. Absolutely. And may God bless you. Yeah, and sure. we'll talk later. Thank you so Bless much. Thank and you so much. Absolutely. You're welcome. And again, for some of you who are watching, going, this is a laughter for all. Why Why are you guys being serious talking about taxes? Because we're trying to help you. And if you want to laugh, there's two ways you can do that. You can go to Comedian Nazareth TV and watch all the funny videos you want. But also you can, every night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, we have a show called Live with Naz on Facebook under Comedian Nazareth's page. And you can be funny with us. You can laugh with us and you get to be encouraged. We'll pray for you. It's just a great show to join in. So join us every weeknight at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time on Live with Naz. This podcast is... Um, also every week, uh, every Tuesday at 2 p.m., but also you can go to laughterforallpodcast.com and also watch all the last 76 podcasts we had. Love you guys. Thank you so much, David. Again, thank you. Love Say you hello to <laughs> uh, Phil Laboratory. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye.